Istanbul 74 presents How Can We All Make It Into the Future? 74 podcast series. On the podcast, we discuss the global pandemic we're currently facing and how it'll reshape our reality and society with opinion leaders and creative minds from all over the world. Let's explore together what the future might bring for us. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Benjamin Aydin, a founder and creative director of Le Benjamin. Um, today, I have a special guest that I've been following personally. They call him uh, DJ Cucumber Slice, Cool Bob Love. He's a DJ, author, streetball coach, sneaker designer. But for me, he is a cultural icon. He has done changes and he was there for people when no one knew who they were. So I would like to welcome Bob. Wow. I, you want to be my publicist? Uh, that was uh, a great intro, bro. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. You know, I've been following your work and uh, I've been friends with Adrian. Uh, so we met at the Tennis Lacoste, um, uh, the global event where they flew us all in to Paris. Oh, forget about it. If, if you play tennis, then your shirt's his best friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I can't believe you just called him Adrian. Nobody knows him as Adrian. Everybody, the world knows him as Stretch. I even call him Stretch. I'm like, people say Adrian. I'm like, who's that? Who are you talking about? Uh, I'm kind of, I, I love, you know, the different angles when pe- no one calls someone uh, him Adrian. I love calling him Adrian. Yeah. I got <laughs> you know, um, I, I know you also from uh, Raj and uh, all the boys. They're really close friends oh. of mine. Raj. Yeah, John. yeah. Great. The Soul DXB crew is family to me and stretch uh they've been um bringing us to soul dxb since 2015 consistently every single year and i I really do hope that this december presents another opportunity to be out there in western asia um to you know just explore everything that goes on uh during that weekend from the culture to the music to the food to the basketball to the sneakers to the apparel to photography to film they they've screened actually my last two films in 2015 we had the asian premiere of stretch and bobito radio that changed lives which was the second documentary that i had directed and then in 2018 uh in collaboration with cinema akil um they presented the asian premiere of my last film rock rubber 45s which was an autobiographical autobiographical documentary of my life presented uh, in rock is a metaphor for basketball, rubber is a metaphor for sneakers, and 45s is the music. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what my, the, the three strains that my life sort of dibbles and dabbles in. And um, it was a packed house there in Dubai, so I got nothing but love for <laughs> yeah, was... and, uh, and that whole crew. I was actually there when you guys filmed the documentary. I was one of those people that were sitting and watching the full documentary. So nice, good stuff. Uh, I have lots of respect for you, and uh, because of uh, during Seoul, it's very tough to meet and talk and chat. So we now have the opportunity, and I'm very excited actually. So um, like, it's very difficult to put you in a box. I mean, you, you kind of seem like you've been really. You, you can't categorize you actually. You, you can't. And, you know, Mia Shetras did an album uh, that we produced for Eddie Palmieri's record label, Uprising Music, 
And um, it's titled No Requests. Uh, our band is the M19s. And, you know, the press and the distribution and the label, they all struggled trying to fit us into a box as well. And it's, you know, that is stereotypical of New York. And um, it's a statement for not just this city, but for people who are like-minded like yourself and like the people who are running Istanbul 74 and Soul DXB and, you know, and in other continents, it's, you know, there is a, a, a spirit that's kindred that speaks volumes to a lot of us where we get into culture and we don't want to be limited and we don't, uh, we, we want to feel expansive, expansive and connected. And so, you know, I've been fortunate to have grown up in New York, born in the sixties, you know, got to really experience the seventies and eighties and nineties, uh, all of which were really, uh, you know, popping in terms of this, this city presenting a gift to the rest of the world. And then the last 20 years in the 2000s and 2010s, I've been able to extend that reach of, and, and that experience, uh, you know, with the book that I wrote and with the three films that I, that I directed and produced and, you know, with me and Stretch's uh, travels and with my DJ gigs and, you know, um, and I'm not going to stop, you know, I'm not going to stop. Uh, I, I, I don't ever want to be unchallenged in work, um, you know, even prior to the stay at home orders uh, during this current health crisis, you know, I had already been imagining ways to increase uh, my reach online. I created a blog called at uh, www.patreon.com slash coolboblove. So that's spelled with a K. Uh, and I'm coolboblove across all social handles. Um, and uh, on the blog, I'm, I'm, I'm posting exclusive DJ mixes and, and, uh, and archival footage and photos and writing and, and uh, you know, it's kind of like my online magazine now. You're, you're a really caring person, you know, when I see your life, you're always kind of the bridge for people. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I accept that responsibility. You know, I feel like from the moment that me and Stretch were on the radio um, and I realized how we could impact people, that became like a duty, you know, to be a connector and to be an ambassador. I played that role for playground basketball worldwide. The sneaker culture, like, not just having played the role of ambassador, I've played the role of like, you know, leader. And, yeah. You also um, wrote the first uh, sneaker culture article, correct? Yes, I did. Uh, I actually am I, I'm the progenitor of, of sneaker journalism. Um, I penned that back in, two, in 1990. It published in 1991. And uh, there was nothing like it prior. Um, and there's a lot like it since. So, you know, and, and I don't do these things to, you know, to sort of, to say I'm the first, I do them to fill voids. And that's, I mean, it's one of the gems that I dropped in my film, Rock Rubber 45s, where, you know, people are always asking, well, how do you figure this stuff out? And it's just like, it's, it's all laid out in front of you. 
You got to figure out what's missing and you fill, fill the void the best you can. And that's, and that's why I'm not the most talented DJ, not the most talented filmmaker, not the most talented ball player, you know, but I've been able to, to create impact in sneakers and, and communities and industries and, you know, and locales globally, because I just they constantly figure out what's missing and I just plug it in, you know? Um, so I don't want to be like anybody else. I just want to be a unique individual that I am and let that shine. I think you're also a really humble person. Like, um, I, I can see it from how you speak and, uh, all your success and actually you're also really, um, down to, down to, down to life. You, you also started your life, uh, business, uh, your career interning at Def Jam and you, you guys like, uh, welcome people like Nas, Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, Wu-Tang Clan, all of these are like our legends now. It seems like we're just followers and there's no, like I don't disrespect any of the new artists, but I feel like mm -hmm. you guys, that era made everything possible for us to kind of follow culture. Well, I mean, that era was just a conduit. There was a whole era before ours yeah. that we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for them. So there's there's natural torch bearers for every decade. Um, and we just happened to be uh, two individuals for the 90s that, you know, most people look at as gatekeepers, but, you know, there were gatekeepers in the 70s and in the 80s, and there's gatekeepers now, you know? And, yeah. and all of us uh, contribute to the continuance of this music and culture being presented in a positive way. Uh, me and Stretch now have um, our IG Live Thursdays, uh, which people have been ecstatic about our return. Not that we're on radio, but we're once again playing music and and joking around. <laughs> I mean, people have been waiting you know, 22, 22 years since we were, we were doing that on a weekly basis back in 1998. How does it feel to do it again show. and being like on digital? Well, it's lovely. I mean, you know, when we were on radio back in the 90s, you know, we would have phone calls from uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, sometimes Philadelphia. But now, like, we're on IG Live and someone in Paris is like, yo, I'm tuned in. And someone in Australia is like, yo, I'm checking y'all out. And someone in Mauritania is like, yo, this show's incredible. And someone's in Colombia. And it's just like the time zones, there's, there's no time zone. You know, it's like we're on for two hours every Thursday night, 10, 10 p.m. New York time. And, uh, and then people are catching it for 24 hours on our IG stories. And then my DJ sets in particular are archived, including the track listing on patreon.com slash coolboblove. That's spelled with a K, K-O-O-L-B-O-B-L-O-V-E. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's so warm of an experience because not only do we get to share music, but we get to get instantaneous uh, response um and you know the chat room is is straight comedy people are joking mm -hmm. and snapping and and uh so it's fun i look you know it's like the show's over 
show was over last night. I'm already looking forward to next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in Seoul, I was one of the guys next to your deck. So <laughs> I was just enjoying it so much. I, I, I wish I could go out and dance right now. It's like... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, and um, uh, I was there with 13th Witness. I was with him together next to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, yeah, I was the guy next to him. So maybe if you remember, but um, so I don't, I don't, yeah, it's impossible. (laughs) I mean, there were so many people, but um, apart from that, I would also love to talk a bit about your um, sneaker, uh, especially your life around the sneaker culture. Like what were like the difficulties back in New York when no one was uh, allowing sneaker culture to be kind of like, I don't want to say mainstream, but acceptable to like uh, publicists and people what were kind of the struggles and how did you break that um, that wall because we have a similar situation here in turkey right now there's like these i which i hate this word which is hype hype uh, kids but they don't know about the culture they probably don't know you but they know all these big artists but um, how can we break that i that ice and kind of How did you do it? There's really, there's no difference now than to the 80s and 90s in that you're always going to have people who participate on a mainstream angle and you're going to have people who are a little more forward thinking and progressive who are involved in in a more, uh, in a more deeper with, with deeper meaning. And that was the same way in the 90s. I mean, there were people who bought, you know, the the popular sneakers. And then there were people like myself and my crew who were like, no, nah, I don't want to wear what everyone else is wearing. We're going to wear something completely different. And we cared about knowing where the sneaker was manufactured. And we cared about knowing, you know, uh, if the brands paid any attention to us. Um, and that's the same way now it, you know there's, there's really 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 no difference so um I, well i mean the difference is that now sneakers have a resale value and that and that brings a whole different animal to it um but you know it's the same way with hip-hop you know there was vanilla ice and mc hammer in the 90s and there was uh like Kim Shabazz and Lati, you know, you can you can choose to be super under the radar, or you can choose to be like super bubblegum and pop, and that's the same way as sneakers. Um, so, uh, as far as my contribution, I've always, as I said earlier, I just try to fill void. So, when I started documenting the culture, no one else was doing it, and I felt that there was a voice that was needed to help guide people um, because, you know, in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't a lot of available information the way there is now. You can find anything now, anything, I don't know, a, a drop date, release date, you know, it's a click away. Back then, we didn't know any, we didn't know any information. The stores didn't even know when, when sneakers were coming out. <laughs> so, um, and I tell you that because I owned a store for four years. So. I make my order and I wouldn't really know when it was going to arrive. Um, so yes, it's just a different, it's a, it's a, it's a very similar time, but it's also a, 
a very different time. Um, but, you know, I think the thing to do is not to be negative, just focus on the positive. Um, there's going to be people out there who buy sneakers for $200 and don't have any idea of the history of it. And that's fine. Let them buy it. You know, you can elect to be the knowledgeable one and, and, and find the people who are knowledgeable as well and, and share that joy. And what inspires you in general? Because you're a big music guy, you're big into street ball. And what is your inspiration, especially now being stuck at home? And Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not stuck at home, right? Like I'm being interviewed by you. Yeah. So I'm going to have a voice that resonates with an audience in Turkey which is phenomenal and i'm sure that your podcast is not just heard there right you're sure it's probably heard in the uae and you know and 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 another and probably in japan and and the uk and you know so my physical might be here bound within this apartment in brooklyn but you know i'm constantly constantly just you know ripping through borders you know um and what inspires me like you you know raj and and in, in dubai uh susie ilian in, in nigeria uh mamushi in, in tokyo um theophilus in, in accra ghana uh you know i have created this network of people all around the world who constantly feed my energy constantly oh this is incredible yo i need more i need more i need more Yo, I got you. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, ultimately, if people really want to see the core inspiration in, in my life, watch my film, Rock Rubber 45s. It's available on Vimeo, iTunes, whatever digital platform you can imagine, with the exception of Netflix. Um, go to rockrubber45s.com and learn all about, um, you know, where I come from, the person that I am, and the person that I will be. Um, it's all in that 90-minute film, you know. And in terms of, like, especially lots of artists, DJs, and people that actually used to be in the entertainment industry, they're all having difficult times um, financially, especially now, you know, because all their gigs are canceled. They don't know what to do. Some of them get into depression. Is there any advice you would give them what they could do? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, you know, let's let's take a step back and think about instead of all the things that we're losing, let's think about all the things that we're gaining, right? And I always try to keep a positive. I feel like sometimes, I mean, this is not the case for everyone. And this is not the case for every situation. But for myself, there's a lot of times where I can choose to think negatively and I can choose to think positively. And some days it's really hard to think positively. Um, but, you know, I am blessed, you know, and, um, and I'm, I'm triggered by this situation to think creatively on how, how ways I can find value in my work uh, so that I'm um, inspired. And at the same time, making revenue without compromising myself 
and at the same time, you know, rewarding my audience with content that they can enjoy and feel inspired by as well. Um, so as far as advice for others, you know, think about people around the world, the majority of which do not have Wi-Fi, do not have access to Zoom meetings, don't have access to running water. That's the majority of the world. You know, and here we are like complaining, like, oh my God, like this, you know, you, you can FaceTime your mother. You know, most people can't even send an email, you know, to anybody right now. They're, they're like completely like. I have off. kids here in Turkey um, DMing me. I can't, I don't have a laptop. Uh, I, I want to study. I want to learn. So it's yeah. really tough yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with you that. Yeah. Where sometimes we take yeah. things to granted and we need to really appreciate everything. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, I'm grateful that I have been frugal in my life. Um, and my career has presented a lot of opportunities. So uh, we talked a bit about uh, music, sneaker culture, your documentaries. I think you have three documentaries, if I'm not correct. Yeah, you uh, you are correct. My first one was titled Doing It in the Park, Pick Up Basketball NYC. It was released in 2013. Uh, had a collaborator from France named Kevin Coolio, who was wonderful with the direction of photography. Um, his eye for, uh, for basketball courts within an urban landscape was really acute and creative um and the film was beautiful I'm proud of all three of my films um yeah i didn't go to film school just kind of jumped in was in front of the camera enough times i mean i've done 40 commercials and probably appeared in like 50 plus feature films at this point so you know i uh took a chance and and uh and dove in the deep end of the pool and came out and learned a lot through the experience and you know, have three pillar, I think, pillar documentaries in that there wasn't ever a documentary about New York City pickup basketball. Okay, check. People can watch that for the rest of their lives. There was never a documentary about 90s hip-hop radio. Check. You know, people can enjoy that, whether you, whether you like hip-hop or not. And to my knowledge, I did the very first autobiographical documentary in hip-hop. No one had ever done that. Now, there were biopics and there have been biographies, but there's never been anyone who directed and produced a story on themselves for the hip hop generation. So um, I think you guys have really laid you know, again, so much stuff for us to really, it's like such a responsibility what you guys have been doing. Like it's a big responsibility for being able to capture all these moments. I thank you in the name yeah. for all the new generation for doing that. And one last thing I would like to ask you, what would you do after all this COVID-19 ends up? Do you have some exciting projects that you would like to share with us? Or is there anything on a personal level that like, oh, when this is done, I want to do this? Yeah. yeah, well, me and Stretch have our 30th anniversary this year in 2020 which we've already started celebrating with our IG Live Thursdays. Um, 
but we have an exhibition that's in development right now uh, that we're looking to open in October. October 25th is our actual 30, 30th anniversary. We should bring you guys down to Istanbul. Um, well, that's that's in the talks. That's, that's in the discussion. Um, but the exhibition will open in New York. And uh, we also released the album with our band at M19's title No Request back in January. Uh, our band has been uh, creating new music for acapellas that we have extracted from the very best freestyles from our radio show from the 90s. So we're releasing this music starting pretty soon, June, July, um, where we're taking like Big Al Jay-Z freestyle, for example, and as well as people know that, now we're going to put our band's music underneath the vocals and um, releasing that out on all digital platforms. Uh, so we have a lot of exciting things. The exhibition will really be state-of-the-art, um, pushing the envelope with what, a, with what an experience can be. Uh, and it's not just 90s <laughs> hip-hop. It's, you know, our band, the M19s. It's my love for basketball, Stretch's love for tennis. It's really 360 uh, uh, degrees of Stretch and Bobito. So, um, yeah, I'm, I couldn't be more excited about everything that's happening. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Cool Bob Love, K-O-O-L-B-O-B-L-O-V-E on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, again, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Cool Bob Love for my online magazine with exclusive content. You could be a $5 monthly supporter there. And, um my film stretchingbobito.com doingitinthepark.com rockrubber45.com and uh and i look forward i've never been to turkey and uh inshallah i will be out there um would love to show you around definitely with stretch gonna show you guys the city love to do that all right thank you so much for uh, the time and also for the nice inspirational words and it's an honor All to right. speak to you.